Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Real Talk with Sam series. I am your host, Samantha, and I am here because I aspire to inspire and motivate you into becoming the best version of you that there is and to witness God's best for your life. I am so super excited to be back with you guys today. We have started the conversation, a very important conversation about singleness. We are doing part two of a series that I have been wanting to do for so long now, and I am so honored to be able to do it with you guys. So this is part two of a episode series that we are calling the purity journey, the unspoken battles of singleness. This is part two. We're going to get a little bit deeper into this topic. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so we are going to go right on and we're going to dive right into part two. So just to give you guys a quick recap of what we talked about for those of you who have not started the series yet. Um, And also, I want to thank all of you who have listened to it already. And thank you for the honest feedback that you have given me about this. Some of you have mentioned that this is a this is a discussion that has been that needs to be discussed I know I just said discussed like three times, but this is a topic that needs to be discussed, especially within um, the younger generation, um, within the body of Christ. Um, People have um, told me that um, they are glad that somebody has, you know, basically worked up the courage to talk about this topic on a public platform because it is something that is more common than people actually think or are led to believe you know, and there are, you know, people don't understand that this is actually considered an addiction. Um, and if, if you guys, again, if you haven't listened to the first uh, part of the episode series, let me just recap and basically tell you that I put myself on blast as far as my personal experience and struggles that I have had with my season of singleness. And two of those things was basically porn and masturbation. Those are my two toughest Um, things that I had to go through and that I still struggle with, to be honest with y'all. And I know some of you are like, well, why are you talking about it now if you're still in the middle of it? Well, the reason why I am talking about it and why I'm testifying to it already is because even though I'm still battling this addiction myself, I can currently say, and I'm going to just be straight up, I can currently say that God has definitely been keeping me because um, I had actually made up my business after I had basically cried my eyes out and just said, God, like, I need you to help me here because I'm tired of going through this over and over and over and over again. I'm tired of going through this cycle. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of that. I don't want to do this anymore. So after I had that really like hour long conversation with God, like I just started to feel like the desire of doing those things go away. And ever since that day, which was maybe about a a little over three weeks ago, actually, no, yeah, about three weeks ago, I have not felt the desire as nearly as much as I used to, to do either one of those things. And I still haven't. So I'm grateful. And I'm telling y'all, if y'all just like, oh man, like when you're sold out to God, you will understand what I'm talking about. And for those of you who are, you already know what I'm talking about. Okay. So God has definitely been keeping me. And as I continue to pray, he he gives me the strength to refrain from both of those activities. So what I want to talk about 
this on this episode is basically what do I do from here? If you are a person that is familiar with any type of struggle relating to your season of singleness, whether it is porn and masturbation or whether it is thoughts about lustful thoughts about a person or whether it is struggles with um, with a previous relationship that you just can't let go of because they've been the best or they've been you know treating you the best or they've you just missed their presence, whatever it may be for you. The question people usually have when they have the desire to move on but don't know how to move on the question is what do I do from here so that's what I want to talk about today I'm gonna I'm not gonna get too much in depth because we're gonna be talking about this for a while like this is gonna be for the next few episodes so y'all gear up because we're gonna be going in depth we're gonna be going in depth about this topic because there's a lot of y'all single people out there newly single divorced single you know, and with this pandemic, a lot of y'all have broken up with your partners because of the, the social distancing, and that's understandable. And listen, you are not the only one. You are not by yourself. And I want you to understand that you are not by yourself. You're not the only one going through this. But some of you have had to break up simply because you couldn't handle the distance. And that's okay. That's not, that's not unhuman. That's not like an inhumane thing. It's, it happens. Life happens. But we got to move past those experiences. So the question is how, what do we do from here? So one thing I want to tell you guys is know that there is better for you. Know that there is better, there is better on the other side of this. I'm not saying that uh, to, uh, with the risk of sounding cliche, the grass is greener on the other side, because that's not what I'm trying to say. Excuse me. But what I am saying is that when you go through a tough experience, and you think that, oh, there's no way that things could get better now. No, there is better for you. When you make the decision to cut something toxic, there is better on the other side of that. I'm a living witness because I literally just said in the beginning of this episode that I already feel better and I no longer have the desire to continue those activities, that addiction. Like I actually, for the first time since I've um, encountered this problem, feel that I can actually make it. And if I can make it after, you know, coming from a place where I used to do it like three, four times a day to not doing it at all, trust me when I tell you any struggle that you are facing in your season of singleness, you can get through too. Okay. So the first thing is having the faith, whether you are a firm believer in God, a beginner believer in God, you just got saved, you not sure yet or whatever, understand that faith is required. Anytime you face an addiction of any type, whether it has to do with you being single or not, any addiction you face has that you want to beat has, you have to have faith in there. I don't know if y'all are um, familiar with, um, when, when you, um, what you call it, um, when, when you're, when you're a smoker or you're a drinker and you go to like Alcoholics Anonymous or Nicotine Anonymous, or if you're a gambler, you go to Gamblers Anonymous, but those types of programs, if you notice, for those of you who are familiar with it, or have gone through it yourself, there's always prayer and it's always encouragement of faith in those programs in order to recover. So it's the same thing with this. This is no different. Addiction is addiction. Okay, so now with that being said, I want to bring up another question to the table that um, that I've heard people ask, like, and that question is, why is this quote unquote addiction a big deal? And when I say 
this, when I'm referring to this addiction, I'm referring to pornography. Because to some people that are single who are not familiar with walking with Christ, who are just kind of like, they've heard of him, they're like, eh, I'm not really like that. I'm not really a whole incident, holy thing or whatever. That's fine. But understand that pornography can become an addiction very quickly. And the reason why it's a big deal is for the simple fact that, well, first of all, let me break it down. When you have sex, now I'm speaking of what I've heard and the knowledge that I've read. I have not had sex because I'm still a virgin, but I do have a knowledge of how it works, basically. So there is physical sexual connections and there are spiritual sexual connections. When you have sex, there the, both of those things come into play because if you're doing the physical act but when you do the physical act you're also joining together with somebody spiritually okay it creates a spiritual bond with that person regardless if you are married engaged you're a couple friends with benefits or having a one night stand you create a bond with a person when you're having sex whether you intend to do it or not, it happens. And this is why when people have sex and they decide they want to break up, they want to see other people, that is why sometimes when you're like by yourself or whatever, you think of that person or you, you know, miss that connection with that person because it's such a powerful connection and people don't realize that it's actually a spiritual connection that you formed with that person. Okay. And God's original intention for sex was and is under the covenant of marriage for several different reasons. And that is one of them because he knew what he was doing. Like he knew what he was doing when he created the power of sex, y'all. He knows what it brings. He knows what, you know, what it does for both people. He knows what it brings to both parties. And he knows the attachment as a result of the act. Like he knows it feels good. <laughs> like he intentionally created like those nerve and those nerve endings for it to be pleasurable. Okay. Okay, it was meant to be enjoyed. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, but he never intended for us to have an attachment to somebody that we were that we had no um, thought of even being committed to. He designed it so that you can enjoy that activity with someone you have the intention of being committed to for the rest of your life, so that you can enjoy it with that one person. Now, to some of you, that's like okay, well. Sam, I, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying so far. Thing is, I've had sex, though. And the person I had sex with, we not together no more. But I still feel for that person sometimes. Is it still too late for me? Like, can I become pure again? And the answer is yes, you can. Even after you've done the physical act, y'all, like, you can walk in purity. You can start your purity journey from the moment you stop having sex with that person but it's going to require a few things the first thing it's going to require is you got to cut the activity off now i personally with something like this i know i know it's something hard to cut off because masturbation was hard to cut off so i can only imagine what it's like for you know people who have had sex to cut that stuff off I personally would not recommend doing it gradually because you know how they say when when you like something or you got to stop doing something or you got to stop eating a certain type of food to do it gradually so your system won't you know react this is something completely different the reason why is because the more you do the act 
the deeper the connection gets. You understand? So if you decide to do it gradually, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And it's going to take longer for it to get better. It's going to take longer for you to, you know, tear away from that person. So my recommendation is if you have a partner that you have had sex with and you have, I recommend, first of all, that you have an open and honest discussion, because if you guys can have that discussion, like, look, um, I think it's best if we just not have sex anymore, da, da, da. And the person understands what you're saying and you express yourself in a way that is clear and, and you give them the reason why. The, per- the partner might be receptive to what you're saying and actually want to do it with you and see what happens and see if they improve in any way. You never know. And then if your person can accept it, y'all can move past it. And then if y'all decide that you want to move forward and get engaged and get married, beautiful. You can have that activity again. It's not like it's, you know, a done deal. But if the person does not or cannot accept or respect your decision, then yeah, sis, bro, I'm sorry, but it's time for that person to go. If you decide to that you want to pursue the purity journey, you can do that. Even after you've had the act, y'all, I'm telling you, you don't have to be a virgin like me to walk in purity. You can do it after the act, after you've done the act, whether you've had one partner, four partners, 10 partners, 20 partners, you can do it if you desire to do so. So if you are... If you do desire to do that, that is what you do from there. Those are the first two things you do. You cut the activity off and you have that conversation with the person. You see what happens as a result of that, okay? So what I said before, why this addiction is a big deal, that is why the addiction is a big deal. So just to recap and tell you again, there's when you have sex, there's a physical sexual connection and a spiritual sexual connection. There is a bond that is formed when two people have sex, period, end of story, You can look it up. It's everywhere. It's in the Bible. It's in other books that I've read outside of the Bible. So you can argue with me if you want, but I'm telling you it's there, okay? If you want to have a discussion, you know, on email or whatever, feel free to do so. I am here. Like, I want to make sure that y'all have clarity on this, okay? So there's one other question I want to ask under the umbrella of what do I do from here? So for me, there's another question of how did society play a role in this? So for me personally, I'm going to talk about me because I don't want to say who did what. I can only talk about myself and the experiences that I've had. So how society uh, played a role in this. Now, in the first episode of this series, I basically said that, at least I'm I'm sure I said it. um, I had basically learned of ways to uh, have release through masturbation when I started college. I, well... I knew about porn at 17. I started watching porn at 17. But as far as having release, I did not learn that until... Actually, no, I was 17 when I started college. What am I talking about? <laughs> anyway, but I learned I learned about both at 17. And begun to do it when I learned how, you know? So with that being said, college is a part of society where... Society recommends that you go to college and get your degree in something and all that other stuff. So in that sense, college is a part of society and that the college experience, college culture, college um, 
I don't want to say college tendencies, but things that people do at college age. (laughs) Sex is one of those things um, in a variety of different ways. So that was present when I went to college and that was presented to me as an idea, as a option when I went to college, when I first started college at 17. Now, at the time... I wasn't aware that this was a thing. I wasn't aware that this was a big deal. I thought that this was just something that college kids do and it's recommended if you kind of want to stay on your A game when you got stuff to do. So, and, and, and if you, you know, didn't necessarily want to have sex with somebody else. So I said, okay, well, oh, this is an option. I didn't know about this. My parents didn't tell me about this. I wonder why. So let me go ahead and do it. (laughs) That's basically what my thought process was when I saw when I heard about this, that there was a way for you to get released from this. So in that sense, that's how society played a role in what I would find would become an addiction that I would battle for the next six years. Okay, so let me just be clear. Um, now, as far as how society can play a role in your decision making, um, during your season of singleness, it's everywhere. Sex is, sex sells. It's everywhere. It's in the media. It's in the newspaper. It's in magazines. Men. Okay. I'm calling you out because. I'll call you out because Playboys and everything been around for generations. And that was basically men's version of porn before porn websites came out. Okay. So that has been in the media. This is nothing new, people. This has been around for years, generations, decades. Like it has evolved. And I cannot say in a good way because it's led to the downfall of many couples. It has become a problem. So... But I'm not here to judge anybody's actions. I'm just here to tell you about my journey. So in society, the media plays a big role. It's in magazines, movies, books, everything. Everything that you can imagine, every written form of entertainment, any visual form of entertainment, it's everywhere. So society is very much uh, (laughs) responsible for um, that being in culture. So, and not everybody is aware that, you know, they purposely do this, but you know, that's a different topic. Well, that part of it is a different topic, but that is how society can play a role. So you have a decision to make. It's not like you're forced to do this, but if you are in a position where you want to basically walk the straight and narrow, understand that these options will present themselves at some point in your life and you have to make a decision from there. Okay? So how so what do you do from here? For those of you again, for those of you who des- who desire to walk in purity, maybe you're a person after listening to my story or somebody else's story that is possible after having sex already. Those are the two things that you can do. Cut it off, have the conversation with your partner and see what happens from there and proceed from there if you are a person that's wondering like why this is an addiction in the first place that is the reasons why and if you are wondering how this is even possible how how did this even you know how does sex influence your actions as a single person society has a lot to do with that okay so it's not your fault it's not all i'm not saying this is your fault i'm not saying like you should blame yourself you should down yourself you should condemn yourself 
what I'm saying is there's a reason and there are roots like there are options that you were presented with and you may not even have known or may not have even paid much attention to but now I want to make you aware of possible reasons of how you came to this if you are a person that struggles with this okay so so that is what the topic was for today that's all I have for you guys today I'm going to continue uh, next time um, just a couple of quick things before I sign off um, we are working on the merchandise for the show I'm so super excited we're gonna start with um, being that it's the summer I'm going to start rolling out um, the option for pre-orders hopefully by the end of this month or in August one of the two so I want to make sure that um, I have some you know merchandise in stock before I actually you know um, make that option available on the website so if you have not checked out the website it is www.theofficialrtws.com you can go there you can look up the episodes you can see testimonials of people of what people have had to say around the world um, we are all over. We're in the U.S., we're in Europe, we're in Africa. We're listened to all over the globe, so I'm so super excited about that. And I have an announcement. This is actually our one-year anniversary because we started our very first episode in July. So we have reached the year mark. I am so super excited. So we have been on for a year, and it has been amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, the progress that we've made on the show. So... um you can do that also if you want to leave a testimonial for yourself and you may not necessarily want to do it on podcast platforms if you just want to do it on the website you can do that there is a section that you can um where you can fill out and put your testimonial in there leave it on the website leave it on anywhere you want um we will see it and we will acknowledge it um if you want your testimony testimonial to be featured on the website um that's the best way to do it to go on the website and uh fill that out also, if you want to become an RTWS ambassador, we do have a couple of openings. So for those of you who want more information, just go to the website and um, fill out that form. Also, again, merchandise are coming out soon. Tank tops and shirts are coming first. We're going to go basically small, medium, extra, large, and extra large. If you um, need a different size, just put it in the pre-order form. But like I said, the pre-order forms... I'm not going to roll out until I have some actual shirts like on me so that I can send those out to y'all. Okay. And, uh, let me see. Is there anything else that I forgot? Oh yes. Um, I will be bringing aboard some guests for this series. Uh, I can't really reveal who they are yet, but, um, we'll be having some different perspectives on this topic. Cause I don't want you to just hear my voice on this. I want you to hear what other people have to say and other people's experiences. So thank you so, so much to all of you for tuning into this episode. This has been the Real Talk with Sam series. We are going to sign off now. See you next time. Everybody have a great, productive, safe week ahead. And hold your family members close. And for those of you who are single, hang in there and we'll continue the conversation.